That's right. This is Los Peaks. I am Los. I'm going to speak. Follow me on Twitter at That's Right Los. This week, I'm back from vacation. We're back from Christmas. We are back from New Year's, and this is my first podcast since then. I just got back from work, and I had quite an ordeal happen at work, and it's not too big of a deal. Uh, You know, I'm training somebody, which I'm not a trainer. I learn a certain way, and it's probably not the way people learn how to learn things. You know, I'm a visual learner. I see things and I emulate those things. I think that's what makes me a good uh, technician. Uh, You know, you guys know what I do for a living. So I'm training somebody and I I keep showing him the same thing and he keeps doing it incorrectly and I'm getting a little frustrated. And I told him, we're going to have a problem if you keep going this path. And I'm getting stubborn because I'm stubborn. I, I, I... this is the way I do things, and there's a reason why I do it well, because I've learned a certain way. Uh, you know, maybe it comes back from being a magician or something, uh, where I used to watch magician videos, and they would show you how to do magic tricks, and that's the way I learned things. You know, I don't just pick up something and try to learn, try to figure things out that way. You know, I, I, I learn principles, and then I apply those principles, and it, therefore, I apply that to my whole life. Everything has got principles, and you're supposed to go by them. And you expand from them. You, you, you might find a different way of doing things. So, you know, I got really into it with this guy. Um, he, he's brand new, and he, I guess he's got his experience doing, you know, electronic stuff. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. He's like, I just don't, I don't care what your experience is. You don't know how to do this job now, and I'm the one to show you. So that's the bottom line, right? Either way, we got into it, and they had to separate us. Like, we're going to, like, we're fucking children, and I get back to doing my job, and I talk, I talk to the ups, and, you know, I have a good relationship with my bosses, and, yeah, I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm super stubborn, but because I, I learned a certain way, and I, I should have expect that from somebody else. I should expect someone who's going to be taking over my job to do the thing that I can do, but I'm being stubborn, and I'm sorry, but how do you do it? How do you, how do you learn uh, if someone shows you how to do something and you don't do that, but then you have an excuse like, oh, this is the way I learn. Like, I just showed you how to do it. And so that's my dilemma. And maybe that's me being stubborn. Anyways, that's my little rant. Today on the program, I think I'm just going to talk to Andy. I'm about to give him a ring-a-ding-ding. We're going to talk about what happened over the weekend on my Facebook because I put a post there. And let me tell you something, man. I feel ostracized by friends here. You know, I didn't come out as a, as a libertarian till you know, Trump came around and I gave him a chance. If you guys listen to the electoral episode, up, the elect, uh, electoral college episode of emergency exit, you'd hear that I said, I'm going to give President Trump the benefit of a doubt. You know, he, he earned it uh, as much as I, I think the electoral college is bullshit, at least the winner take all aspect of it. I think that the electoral college is great. I just don't like the winner take all aspect. It just gives the wrong, it gives the opposite vote to the opposite person if you didn't vote in the right, if you voted blue in a red state, your vote goes away. And might as well not vote at all. But that's my thing. So I'm going to call Andy here. It has to pertain to the wall. And like I was saying, I feel ostracized by my friends because I put a post up and and it's about the wall. And I'm, I'm an immigrant son and my mom agrees with the fucking wall. So what do you do? You, you know, maybe it's, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I support this wall 
and I'll give you guys, uh, I'll read the post here in a second. But let me get Andy on the phone, and the next, next thing you hear is going to be Andy and I talking. That's right. Andy, what's, what are you doing? Right what are you up to? Are you writing an article? Yeah, so have you read my article about West Texas yet? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I can't recall a lot of it, but the beginning of it sounds great. I like how you started up with uh, some visual aspects of the thing, of uh, the landscape that you're at. And uh, I'm not a big reader of your articles, unfortunately. Um, I should. What? I'm sorry. I just, Why not? I, I should. Support here. You're right. I will. I, I, you know, I should support you, and I will support you. Do you listen to my podcasts? No. <laughs> well, so it's a kind of but, the same thing. You know, I respect I like what you do. I like the structured podcast. I, I just, the free form is not really for me. You're not, yeah. Well, the free form is the best. Yeah. Well, I, I check in on it, dude. So I was saying, I, I got into it with uh, my trainee today, and uh, really? I'm, I'm trying to show him how to do something, and he. Like, I'll, I'll show it to him. I'll take it apart and give it to him. And then I'll just watch him, like, keep fucking it up. And I'll, I'll say, let me show you again. And he's like, well, no, that's not the way I learn. And I was like, well, I'm showing you how to do it. Why do you, wh mm -hmm. why do you need to, like, learn it like that? Like, I already showed you how to do it. Why do you need to figure out it? Like, I just figured it out for you. And he's like, well, that's just the way I learn. And I said, man, if this is, if this is how it's going to be, we're going to have a problem. And so he got all angry. Mind you, this kid's like 10 years younger than me, right? And he goes and talks to my boss, and they had to separate us like children. And I was pissed off by that. I was like, are you fucking joking me? This guy's supposed to be taking over my job once I train him, but he doesn't, he doesn't take what I'm doing to heart. Uh, uh -huh. he, he has this experience with other things like electronics, but he has no experience in this, and I think he thinks he's better than me or something. I came up with the aspect that I'm being stubborn as well, but... How do you learn things? If someone's trying to teach you something, how do you learn? Like, do you, if someone showed you something, do you try to do that first or do you try to get to the, do you try to get from A to B your own way? You know, I went through a very similar experience recently. I was playing guitar with a friend of mine and he can play a lot of those, you know, blues type licks that you hear off Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm hmm. Um, but he doesn't have a concept of how to play the 12-bar blues. What do you mean? And just like, if you tell him, like, just play the 12-bar blues, you know, the rhythm of it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Just in a, in a loop. Just keep playing it so that someone else can solo. He can't really do it. Interesting. And it's like... That's frustrating. It's frustrating. Well, I've met so many people like that, though. Like, they learn licks and they learn stuff, and but they don't have a concept of Okay, they don't have the they don't understand the concept that every musical instrument is like a keyboard with the letters arranged in a different way. Yeah. And if absolutely. you know English, it doesn't matter what you're playing it on. Oh uh, yeah. It it makes so, sense. There's so many people out there that don't have a concept of they don't learn music, they try to learn the instrument. And they don't understand why they're not learning it faster. And it's because, you know, I was just getting so frustrated. I was like, man, you need to learn the 12 bar blues because literally 95% of every song out there is the 12 bar blues. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, every country blues, jazz, 
and uh, Soul, and all those songs are all a variation of the 12 Bar Blues. Nobody likes someone that just solos all day. I'm no kidding. You know, and not to harp on my good buddy, but I had somebody that uh, was that's a great guitar player, wonderful guitar player, one of my personal heroes. And he's like that with his guitar. And when we play together, I'm just always playing the rhythm. And, you know, I like to play a solo every once in a while, but it's like I never get the edge in because he'll just keep ripping on the solos. And not to say he can't play the rhythm. I know he can. But some people you just you can't play with. You know, some people just Maybe maybe I didn't make that known. Like, hey, give me give me a shot out there. Maybe it's my maybe it's my fault that that I'm not. I should be like, hey, hey, my turn. Let me get up on that. Maybe I should be more direct or something. Yeah, I mean, I personally don't like to play with other guitar players. Period. If I ever have a band, <laughs> a blues band, I'm gonna be the only guitar player in the band. You know. Well, we play so. we play all right together when we play. Oh, I don't mind jamming. I'm just saying that, like. Mm. You know, when it comes to like being in a band or something, like I don't need another guitar player. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, okay, okay, sure, fair enough. Uh, but it just yeah, gets in the way. You know, it just gets in the way. So that was my day today, and I talked to my bosses. I have a pretty good relationship with them, and I told them, you know, my situation. I'm pretty stressed out at work because I have a lot. I have a big ass workload, and he's slowing me down a lot. And um, he's not going to learn fast if he doesn't take my advice, you know, and so I, I just called my, as soon as I got home, I called my direct boss, and I said, hey, man, you know, I had some time thinking about this as I was writing home, and, you know, I was being stubborn, and he's like, dude, fucking thank you for calling, you know, you guys were both being stubborn, and I get it, and he's like, dude, you were being a good, you're being a big man about this, and I, I, I do feel that I was being stubborn, but also I have a right to because I'm doing my job correctly and I'm trying to teach the kid the job that I do, the way I learned it. And I know I'm being stubborn about it, but the kid needs to also realize that this is this guy that you're learning from knows what he's doing and you don't need to answer him back with excuses. You should just be like, you got it, you got it, buddy. And one time at work, I called him an underling, my underling, and he got offended by that. I was like, you do work under me, dude. Literally, you're an underling to me. You're 10 years younger than me. In every aspect, you're an underling. And it's not to be disrespectful, dude. It's just I'm 10 years older than you, bro. You're, you're younger than me. I don't care if you're an, you have a million dollars or you've, you've built the Eiffel Tower. You know, there's got to be a mutual respect here. And maybe that's where the respect ended from him because I called him an underling. And sometimes you need to stop. This is the problem I have with people. Everyone gets so fucking offended by everything that I don't have time for people to apologize to them if they get offended by something I say. Which Yeah, I think you can't take things personally in this world, and I think more and more what we see today with the youth is that they take everything personally, and, you know, and they don't have respect. But as you say, he, you're trying to teach him, and he should be basically quiet and listen to what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, exactly. And if he has a question, ask. You know. you know, and speaking of offended, I don't know if I was offending people over the weekend, but I did want to bring up the topic of my my controversial post that a uh, controversial post that I put up over the weekend about uh, supporting Donald Trump's wall. Mm-hmm. Now, I I wrote down a, a big ass uh, rant, and which I I had you read it, and you were like, "Hey, well." 
I, I had a lot of things where I was pointing the finger out. And what were you saying? You were saying you, you're making the, the classic mistake of uh, blaming somebody when nobody even said anything to you. You're, you're kind of pointing at somebody that didn't say anything to you, right? What was, what, what was it what you were saying? I don't recall the specifics, but that sounds like something I would have said. I like think a how, lot of times you'll lash out at viewpoints without actually hearing someone say them. You'll just assume... This is what's happening a lot with everybody on all sides of the aisle right now, which is causing more division, is that, you know, they'll hear one person that's um, very an opposite opinion of theirs say um, certain things in the media and on social media and all this kind of thing. And then when they talk to a different person that has a similar opinion on an issue as someone in your mind, you'll conflate the two people and just start assuming that they believe things that you're that you have heard other people say. Yeah. And so you'll start arguing with somebody and be like, oh, well, you support, you know, deporting illegal immigrants. And it's like, whoa, hold on. You didn't ask me what my opinion was on immigration. Like, you know, you're just assuming that I think that because I am on the other side of the aisle. But that's not if that makes any sense or just like, oh, you're against gay marriage when it's like you never even asked me what I thought about it. You're right. And I was saying things in the post like. Um, if you think this is a immoral or like what the what the fuck do you think uh, if you you know I was pointing fingers sort of not at, at anyone directly but I was like how can you guys fucking say this when it's not you know how can you say this is immoral and who the fuck thinks that you know kind of thing you know kind of like what left would the left people would say uh, and you made it pretty clear that uh, the facts are correct in my statement and those should speak for themselves you don't need to be throwing anything else at it right. Sure, yeah, and the border wall is a really – I don't know if you saw Mark Dice's video this morning. No. But he put out a video with um, Hillary Clinton and Chuck Schumer and other prominent Democrats uh, several years ago saying that we needed a border wall and that we need to deport illegal aliens. and I mean just the exact opposite of what they're saying right now. Um, yeah. Just I, how this is all just a big political game. It's as it, if it, people you know, forgot that. I think people in, in Washington – that are prominent on both sides of the aisle could care less whether there's a border border wall or not. It doesn't affect them in any way, shape, or form. I mean, literally, nobody in Washington lives along the border. I mean, it's just not it's just not uh, not the case. And it's all a political fight. It's all a political game. And the only thing the Democrats want to do is get Donald Trump as a that's Rush what it Limbaugh seems like to, like to me. And I, and it's <laughs> they always think this is going to be the issue where we get. Trump. Yeah, we're going to impeach. Impeached. We're, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Hillary's going to be president. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's all just a game. It's, they don't care about any of this stuff. And so, I'm, I'm going to read this. It's not very long, so I'm going to read this real quick. It goes before I rant. I am a son of an immigrant mother who came to America with next to nothing and made something of herself. She did it the legal way. My mother supports a physical barrier at the border, but why? I ask you. If just one undocumented immigrant or an illegal alien commits a heinous crime, for instance, the murder of a rape of someone you know, like your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, any legal or not legal citizen of America on American soil, isn't that more than enough evidence for you to support a physical barrier at the border? And I say, no, because most people are going to be like, that's not enough evidence for me. And so I write, we have nearly 60,000 undocumented immigrants in the federal prison system. Most of these are not overstayed visas, and at least those folks are somewhat vetted. We're talking about the unvetted people who cross over illegally. 
According to the Department of Homeland Security, between 2011 and 2018, 238 uh, undocumented immigrants were convicted of homicide in Texas alone, and nearly 3,000 were convicted of a sexual offense or assault. And I read this and I hurt. This is something we can prevent. Walls work, and that's why we use them literally everywhere we need security. This isn't about racism. Just one American family losing a member due to murder committed by someone who wasn't even supposed to be here and or wasn't vetted properly through the immigration process is enough for me. I mean, imagine if the next school shooter was an illegal immigrant. Let's nip that in the bud before that happens. By the way, Trump never said Mexico was going to prepay for the wall. Figure it out. That's my rant. And there was a lot more other stuff like, um, you know, what makes you think that this is that? I was pointing fingers at people that weren't even arguing with me, right? I was just fighting generally the, the left on this post. And you had told me, hey, man, leave that kind of shit out of it. Your, your stats are good. Um, your, your, your argument is, is sound. Just leave it at that. And so I put up a statistic from DHS of uh, crimes and convictions uh, from illegal aliens uh, in, in Texas. And so I, you see that, and I go, just one murder. And that was always, that's kind of been my, my stance to people that don't support the wall. And I go, well, man, if just one person that was not supposed to be here, or I, even that caravan, I said, how about that big caravan coming to America? Let's say there's one murder one murderer in there. Do you want that caravan to go through without any sort of vetting? And people, most people would say, no, we don't want that to happen. And so that's kind of my argument with the wall. It's like, dude, if we can prevent anybody from coming here that's not supposed to be here, that's one less death that we can prevent. And it seems that I got, what is it, 89 comments on this. And people are saying, you do realize that no matter what kind of wall is, people are going to go under it or people will go over it, or people are going to go around it. Um, you know, people, uh, like, uh, my, it's, uh, here, somebody was saying, you state that your mother came to the U.S. the legal way, and there are different ways to come into the states legally, including seeking asylum. You know, my mother comes in and goes, do you have any idea what asylum means? You don't just go step on soil and claim asylum. You have to go through your embassy. And it's like, why don't you learn what the actual process is? And people want to keep bringing up these asylum. All oh, these people are claiming asylum because they're running from gang members or, or they're running from war from Honduras. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you, what war? Running away from gangs is not. Have you looked at the how to claim asylum? Uh, I went into it, and something that I shouldn't fucking do when I do these posts is I shouldn't answer them. But I sit here and waste my fucking time, and you know people post up these stupid things from different uh, publications, like uh, uh, our own very own Jimmy Preston goes uh, puts up something from Medium.com. What happened when a Trump supporter challenged me about the wall? And it has a bunch of idiotic points that we can all debunk super quickly it's as if you didn't even read my post in the first place number one was walls don't work how is that an argument about uh, against the walls and i one thing i bring up when people say walls don't work i go you know there's walls in prison right yes there's going to be a breakout every once in a while but imagine if there was no wall on prison we would no one would stay in there right and that seems to be a pretty logical uh, statement there, don't you think? Well, sure. What would you um, say about even... that? 
Well, I can just give you my opinion on the wall in general. Why don't you do that for me? So, I mean, as, as laughable as this uh, debate is, I mean, you can imagine crying Chuck Schumer saying that, you know, it's unfair. A wall would be unfair discrimination against Humpty Dumpty or some ridiculous thing like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but um, my opinion is that we should work to stop illegal immigration. And whether or not there is a wall, I really could care less. I can tell you that I loved, I loved the symbolism in it. I mean, first of all, what the, what the government shutdown is about is for $5 billion for a border wall, which that does not have enough money to um, complete an entire border wall, right? It's only going to be a portion, and that's what they're fighting about. But I, I remember when I uh, saw Donald Trump during the campaign in person in Dallas, and I just remember the joy on my uh, face and uh, everybody in the crowd when Donald Trump was saying, oh, we're going to have a wall, and who's going to pay? And then everybody in the crowd Mexico! shouted, Mexico! <laughs> and it was like such a great moment in my life because, like, you know, I love Mexican people. I love Mexican culture, and I want as many legal immigrants from Mexico as we will allow each year to come in and bring their families and, and start their lives here if they want to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the the um, saying that Mexico is going to pay for the wall, obviously that's not going to happen. There's no there's no way that Mexico is going to sign a check and send it to us, right? But the, the way that he says these things um, – it triggers the left because Mm -hmm. people on the left are saying like oh there's no possible way that mexico is paying for your effing wall and all this type of horrible rhetoric that they use but we as as fans of trump and people that were in the audience that were shouting mexico we already know that mexico is not going to pay for the wall we just think it's funny and it represents that like yeah they've been giving their people the government of mexico has been giving their people advice on how to illegally sneak into america for years on like pamphlets and stuff and uh we're tired of that we don't feel like we should have as you say a giant caravan demanding to come to america that is not their right and uh if they want to go through the legal process i fully support them absolutely and and you know if you want to come here legally that's just not something i support i don't care if there's a wall i really don't um doesn't matter to me in any way shape or form okay so what are we going to do? Uh, you know, first of all, the new argument that people are, are bitching about going, uh, maybe they're, they're saying it because they don't know that Trump doesn't. Uh, first of all, if we were going to have Mexico pay for it, it's not like we're going to go over there and demand a check. We're going to take it out through taxes and tariffs and shit, right? Yes. So and people are saying, well, they do support the wall all of a sudden, but... We're not paying. I thought. I thought. I thought you said Mexico was going to pay for it. You know. Now they're saying, no, man, we can't. We're not going to pay for it. I thought you said Mexico was going to pay for it. Now they're they're using that example to keep harking that Trump is a fucking liar. And and then I'll bring up the fact that he didn't ever say that they're going to prepay for the wall. You know. And then they're going like, well, okay. They're then they pile on even more. They're hating on me. You know. Mexico will pay, folks, one hundred percent. I mean, it's just it's he he does these things to, to for two reasons to rile up people on the on the left, which he is an expert at doing. I mean, they are beside themselves day after day, um, just by the stuff he says, and he says it to get under their skin. And uh, he also uses these things as a tactic, like people say because of Art of the Deal and stuff, where he's like, 
okay, we're going to say that we're going to build a wall, Mexico's going to pay, and we're going to do all this, and you're going to get so outraged that you're going to make a compromise, and I'm going to get what I wanted in the first place, which was more border security. And what he wants is that he wants the press to start talking about illegal immigration. So if he starts talking about it all the time and they start getting upset about it, then what has he created? The last however many months, all we've been talking about is illegal immigration in the media. It's so true. I mean, he put that in the forefront, and no other Republican was willing to risk their political career to do so. And he's he's done this on issue after issue, and he's a remarkable president. Yeah, and, yeah I uh, tell people, I say, I, I guarantee— He's doing a great job. I can't, I can't imagine what it must feel like to be against what's going to go down as the greatest president of our lifetime, for sure. I, I, I don't know about that. I know he's a great one right now, and maybe 20 years from now, even 5 or 10, that people are going to go, holy fuck— the fucking orange man, bad, bad orange man, really got everyone riled up enough to think about politics. We started talking about these difficult issues again, although there were a lot of crazy lefties, and anyone that's on the right is called far right or alt right, which is absolutely nonsense. I have to defend, I hate having to defend Gavin McInnes. It's like, all you need to do is fucking watch him, and you'll see that he's not any of this stuff. Uh, this article came out. Because uh, all his neighbors are posting up signs that say "Hate has no home here," and he, you know, you sent me a link to Chink uh, Fuckface's uh, video where he's laughing at Gavin, like, "Oh, he's so sad now. The alt right guys, uh, the racist guys, telling everyone to stop doing this because I'm pro gay and I'm pro uh, immigrants and migrants and everything." And I go, "Dude, he's a he's a migrant." And he's like, "All of a sudden, he's a migrant now." Oh, He's a migrant. Do you know he's from Canada? He's been here since 1999. Yes, that makes him a fucking migrant, a nationalized citizen. You know, just like you, Chink Iger, or wherever you're from. Here's the thing, man. I have to defend, like, to Jimmy because the mainstream media successfully painted him as this evil man for no reason. Did you see, I don't know if you heard Rush Limbaugh today, but he pointed out that you know, Donald Trump is so amazing. He, in the last year and a half or two years, has actually got Elizabeth Warren to take a DNA test, proving that she is in no way, shape, or form Native American. And she also just came out today in, or yesterday in Iowa and had to give a partial part of her speech saying that she is not a woman of color. So and that good. She, and so that good. She, uh, she, she went even further and was saying that, like, my history is all, you know, in, in the press and you can read about it if you want to. And so he's so amazing that he has gotten Elizabeth Warren to come out and prove that she was not Native American, something she certainly did not want to do. No, she, as a matter of fact, her whole career is based off of her claiming these At things. At one point in time, she said that she was a, a, a either Cherokee or Comanche. So <laughs> she actually listed a tribe name uh, in the Pow Wow Chow book that she uh, sent a, <laughs> Got a, little recipe, sent a in recipe to, a crab uh, salad recipe to. Crab and she actually she actually claimed to be from a certain tribe, which is it's so incredibly insulting to those people. So that insulting. you would say that you're that you're a part of their tribe, and you're not even no one in your family has uh, been shown by a DNA test to have any Native American heritage. He's whatsoever. such a boss, dude. Trump is such a fucking boss. He called her Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Pocahontas got her irked so it much worked. that she's like, <laughs> I'm taking a DNA test. It comes out that she's not any part Indian. And he's like, well, I guess I can't call her Pocahontas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's, and now when he's giving the speech, he says, I can't even call her Pocahontas anymore. And everyone starts laughing. He says, oh, okay, I'm still going to call her Pocahontas. And everyone just keeps laughing. 
I, I mean, he, he does this, like, stand-up comedy routine. It's that so good. Just, like, their blood is boiling when they hear him do it because fans are laughing, and they know it's funny, but they can't laugh because they're so angry. And, uh, you know, he uh, he's just so great at it. It's so funny to hear him do it, it especially – the moment that really got him the nomination was back in the uh, in the uh, presidential debate with the Republicans, where the very first question was directed at him, at him by Megyn Kelly, and she was just going to take her moment to barbecue Trump, and she, this was her moment. She was going to get Trump, as Russell Limbaugh likes to say. <laughs> and uh, and she said, you know, you call these women fat pigs and dogs and all this kind of stuff, and then Trump. Uh, you know, interrupts her and says, only Rosie O'Donnell and the entire <laughs> arena just erupts in laughter. And you can see Megan Kelly's face just go red because she just thought she was going to get him so bad. And then the whole place is laughing and they just, it's, you know, it's already over. It doesn't matter what, what she says now because they're just laughing. <laughs> I, I <laughs> look they can forward to it because they all hate Rosie O'Donnell too. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like her. She's big mouthed and mother, you know, matter of fact, yeah. someone that used to make fun of her a lot was Jimmy Kimmel on the man show. They did a, did a whole episode where she fell down a well and they had to come back. They had to keep coming back to her, uh, to the well. Okay. We're going to go back to the well real quick. We got an update and it's like, yep, Rosie's still stuck in the well. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they could get together on that. And I seem, I, I think this outrage is, is, is weird because I watched this great video from uh, Black Mike. Uh, he's part of Slightly Offensive. And he's sitting around with a group of black people. And some of these guys are like, you got to respect our president. You know, he made it there and we got to respect him. Other ones are saying, no, fuck that guy. He's a, he's a lowlife. But then they ask him, all of them, even the ones that agreed with uh, respecting him, go, do you believe Trump is racist? And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, we definitely believe he's racist. And one girl was like, you know, I've worked with lots of racists in the past, and it's just business. You just work with them to make money. What are we talking about here? You working with yeah, racists? Yeah, I've got arguments with a lot of people about this recent rise in uh, labeling people racist. I just feel like I have two different thoughts on that whole issue. And number number one is that I don't know any people that are racist. I've heard um, people say racist things, and when they're interacting with people that are of different races, they don't act racist. So I don't understand how you can say like, Oh, you're totally racist because you said this or that, but then you never treat anybody unfairly in your lifetime. So that doesn't really. Yeah. How does make that you, work? Just because you say something doesn't make you a racist. You know, just because I say I'm going to eat broccoli doesn't mean I'm going to be eating broccoli tonight. And, uh, and so that's one thing. And then another thing is that if you could actually find somebody who you know is racist and all this kind of stuff, in my opinion, it turns out in all those cases, they're also an asshole. And yeah. if you take away all the racist things they say, they're still an asshole. So it's not like there's some good person that's racist. It's just a complete asshole that's continuing to be an asshole. You know? what, what is up with that? And, you know, as someone that's – I'm a person of color. Guess what? I'm a person of color. I don't see this racism that people are talking about. Uh, and when you see those uh, those public freakout videos, Carlos, when the when the soccer mom calls, you know, so and so the N word or whatever, mm -hmm. you you can see that she's using it as a tactic solely to get under their skin, right? In the heat of an argument, she knows if she says it, they're gonna get out. It's like calling someone fat. You know they're gonna get outraged. You know they're gonna start having temper tantrums. I don't know saying and, that hard N word. And that's why you do it. I don't know saying the hard. I don't do it. I'm just saying I get why people in in arguments. I think it's awful. And Does horrible. that make someone racist if they use the N word? Is that racist? I think, I think it's a racist thing to do. I don't know if that makes them racist. 
Now, but black people can say it, right? I don't know anybody that would do that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, in public to a black person, like there's no way. I, yeah. I, right. I don't know anyone that would. Say. Not and I don't nobody that... any. I don't know anybody that's calling African American uh, slurs in private either. Race, you know, believe it or not, race doesn't come up with me and my friends ever. It's not something we talk about. It really doesn't matter to me. We don't think about it. And living in Austin, Texas, I'm not interested in someone's racist. You know, I don't care. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where we got into this racist thing. It's just not something I see, man. And if there is someone that's racist... I don't, I don't live think in a racist country. I, I really don't think we do, man. But for some reason, it's all of a sudden, it's out. Anyone that voted Republican, I don't think anyone on the left or very many people on the left think that... Uh, first of all, if you, asked, if, if you asked someone, do you think the uh, president is racist? And they said yes. Does that mean that they think everyone that voted for him are also racist because they voted for a racist? Or how does this work Do out? Democrats think people that voted for Trump are racist? Yes, they do. So, but how does that work out? So that means they, they nearly half the country. They, I'm sure they don't believe all, but if you ask Jimmy or somebody with his uh, politi- political view, they would say that an overwhelming majority of people that support Trump are, are racist. I think that they would believe that, certainly. But based on how, because of his, because of the things he says? I mean, I remember at one time— I, I, I don't know. I honestly, like, I've tried to wrap my mind around it, and I can't figure it out. So, I, I mean, I know that they were been convinced this, but, you know, when a, when a Republican uh, commentator or whatever says something that I disagree with, I disagree with it. I don't just go along with it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there's there's things that you can say, oh, yeah, I don't support that, but you can still support the president because he's not the left. And you were saying something about um, the right has a, uh, has a hard problem with our politicians. Uh, the Democrats love their politicians, but the Republicans yeah, don't like their politicians. Politicians. Sure, I'll, I'll tell you how I, how I phrase it. It it seems to me more and more that Democrats idolize their politicians, but Republicans don't like their politicians, and they vote for them because they're the only option that's not Democrat. And I think you see that with Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, Republican voting base do not like them. We don't like those people. We don't no. like John McCain. We don't like most of the Republicans. We like the conservative Republicans, and we. You know, we vote for. I'm not going to vote for uh, Cory Booker. I'm not going to vote for Elizabeth Warren. I have to vote for whoever the neocon that got, you know, propped up is. And now that we've seen Donald Trump uh, come along, maybe that's a new a sign for the future that we're not going to elect, um, you know, the Rhino Republicans anymore when it comes to presidential candidates and stuff. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's at least positive. I think it's incredible that for the first time in my life, and possibly the only time in our lifetime, we are going to have a president that goes in there and is attempting to do what he said he's going to do. And you see it with every issue. I mean, he's getting us out of these foreign wars, which he said he was going to do. And a lot of people are against him on the Republican side on that. But uh, the Ben Shapiro's of the world, you know, want him to remain in the Middle East indefinitely. Why do they? And because they're neocons and they're war hawks and they're, you what, know, but, Ben Shapiro is, come Ben on. Shapiro supports ben, Israel ben, first. and He does, yes. Ben Shapiro, ben Shapiro is 100% Israel first. If, if he had to choose between, you know, a nuclear missile hitting America or Israel, he would choose America. Wow. And I know that sounds crazy. No, but, it sounds right. Because yeah. he, he definitely has said something that he's a... Uh, 
what do they call what's the proper word for someone that's uh strictly for Zionist, maybe Zionist. Uh, that's the word. He says he cl- he claims he's a Zionist, so he definitely. I don't know a lot about what Zionist is. I hear I hear a lot of people throwing that term around that seem to be borderline. You know, wasn't Bob so Marley a Zionist? <laughs> I'm gonna be so I think, like a lion in Zion. in Zion. So I think Zionist has to do with like this uh, Jewish religion thing where they think that you know the Messiah is going to come to save the world from Jerusalem or for or from Israel, and that they have to protect Israel and its interests no matter what, and that they branch out to places like America and take over industries and try to influence everything in a pro-Israel light. I think that's what Zionist means, but I'm not certain. The people I hear, like I say, talk about it. Well, are, speaking of me, speaking they, of the whole Jerusalem like thing, anti-Semitic, you know, Nazi types, and I don't really want to listen to what they're saying. I, you know, well, like and I know that, that they would say they weren't that, but like I just I hear them saying this rhetoric that I just can't listen to them because I think they're borderline. Well, you know, who's, who's right on this? You know, you have that new congresswoman or House of Representatives, yeah, a congresswoman who's uh, said we're going to impeach the motherfucker, and she's got a map in in her office that's got Egypt. Uh, it says Palestine over <laughs> it's Egypt. Got a big picture of uh, Peter Pan over Israel, and it says Neverland. Like, I don't understand this thing. Uh, most people that are for Palestine hate Christianity. They are against it at all costs. Like, for instance, uh, um, we got our we got our very own Nick Ryder and Jimmy that are they hate they hate Christians. They hate that. They hate religion. But for some reason, they're okay well, with with like I another find religion. That sad. They're they're okay. I with think that's unfortunate. Islam. If you look at if you look at Jimmy, you know he is a great guy with a great heart. Absolutely. But he harbors a lot of. I don't want to call it hatred because it seems like a strong word, but there's something within him that he is struggling to overcome that is causing him to flip at certain things. And I've seen him do it all the time. And you know, his video where he was like, Oh, fucking fuck this year already. I couldn't get my taco. And just like, just things like that. When he says, I hate Christians and all this kind of stuff. It's like, dude, you obviously don't hang out or know any Christians. You know, it's like, and who are these Christians that you the hate Christian, so much? The Christian people that I know are the best people I've ever met. Yeah. And I know for a fact that your life, that anyone's life, is not going to ever be fulfilled without having God and Jesus in your life. I've seen it firsthand. Well, for me... I've seen people that, that, that look to the world for answers and they can't ever satisfy their needs. They look to yoga and they look to faux spiritualism. And they can't figure out why they can meditate for years on end, and they never fill the void they're trying to fill. Oh, Brandon's and here. It's very simple. It's very, very simple. It's because you're supposed to, you know, have God in your life. So Brandon just uh, hopped in here. Um, I'm on. I'm I'm recording Los Peaks right now with uh, with Andy, and we're gonna get uh, Brandon in on this here. Let me transfer all this stuff here. Yeah, so we are right now talking about. Well, we've I've gone forty minutes. Uh, I didn't I didn't think you were coming over, um, but 
we were talking about the wall. My post on the on Facebook over the weekend about me supporting the wall and how I feel a bit ostracized by all my friends because I support the president of the United States. Um, Brandon and I, we were going to go and I, I had some errands and I had to clean this fucking apartment, but we're going to record a thing where I'm going to walk around downtown or the campus area with my with my Trump hat and just get beat up or something. Right. Because you can't wear your you can't wear your um, your your Trump hat anywhere these days. And it, feel, it feels like people hate you just because you support the president. And we're over here talking about. You know, well, we, hold on. We had an experiment. We had an experience the other day where we went to, you know, we we went to two different places, a restaurant and a leather shop. And one guy was clearly on the same side as us, so he didn't uh, say anything about your hat. Right. Another guy, the bartender, I'm not sure what side he was on, but he didn't say anything about your hat. He was so. cool about it. And now I, I didn't, I didn't hear anybody. I'm not going to, I'm not like, going to externalize anything. But when I first walk in, there was a lady that her jaw dropped when I came in, and you can see her giving me the look. And where? When we went to Slab, the uh, restaurant. Remember when I told you? I yeah, said, yeah. So <laughs> I said, look back there, dude. That chick is fucking eyeing me, man. Yeah. So at least they didn't say anything though, which is great. Which is wonderful. So I mean, you got away with it. I mean, I don't like putting political stuff out there. I don't want it on my shirt or on my hat or anything. Yeah, like that. but you can fucking I, go around I mean, and see one, Beto shirts like... everywhere and people going, "Oh, Beto this and Beto that." Like, why is it okay for them yeah. to do that, but we have to keep our mouths shut? I have to tell you, it was infuriating for me to go to two different music festivals this summer where people were wearing Beto shirts. And it wasn't infuriating that it said Beto. It was infuriating that they're trying to bring politics into a music festival. We're just trying to have a good time, and I don't want to think about the news right now. Yeah, you it's know? a lot like what's going on with football. If, if they wore a Trump shirt, I would be equally as, as upset, you know. It is, I don't want politics at a music festival. That is outrageous. Actually, I wouldn't be upset Same if I saw someone Same thing with your bumper sticker. I don't need your vote on your car. You don't need to tell me that. You know, I just don't, don't politicize care. my South by. What's going on, Andy? There's, there's Brando. So one thing I read today, which I sent you a link earlier. This is an article by Chuck Norris uh, from <laughs> uh, World Daily News, and I guess he writes articles for them. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit from this, uh, the first paragraph. I have written many articles over the years, but I have never written an article more important than this one. While Democrat and Republican leaders in Washington are polarized and in gridlock over how to pay for the wall on U.S. southern border with Mexico, U.S. Senator, my man, Ted Cruz, beautiful Ted, is a lone ranger with a tonto-sized idea riding into town to get the job done in a way that would cost taxpayers nothing at all. And what the bill is, it's called El Chapo, the El Chapo Act. And essentially, and I have the bill here, it's three pages, very easy to read, essentially means, because El Chapo right now is on trial for his, uh, his crimes against humanity, uh, his crimes with drugs and such, they're basically going to take all the money he's made and they're going to put it towards the wall. They're gonna, and which is hundred, you know, probably you know, a hundred billion dollars or something, whatever it might be. And this was put out in like April of last year, 2017. Actually, this was put out. Um, it sounds like a good idea. And then you, uh, you, Andy, were just uh, you gave me three little letters. Meh. You want to explain that? What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, it goes back to the issue of the border wall. You got to get off speakerphone. First of all, sorry about that. 
Okay, it goes. It just goes back to the issue of the border wall, and I just honestly don't care. I don't have any feelings about the wall. I don't. I don't need a wall. I don't want a wall. Let me ask you. Then let me ask you this: that that all aside, do you think that this um, this bill is a good idea? If if saying that you're okay with the wall, do you think that this is a good idea? It doesn't cost us anything. Matter of fact, I think it's irrelevant. Where else would that money go if it if it didn't go to the wall? Wouldn't it just go and sit in a in a closet somewhere? That's a good point. Because I mean, it's technically go? it's technically evidence, and I, I mean, it's one of those. If he were to appeal appeal it in ten years, if you know, found guilty, obviously, they would need all that evidence. So he would just have to fucking sit in a in a locker somewhere, and it wouldn't cost us a thing. Um, El Chapo is responsible. The, the government spends tr- the, the the money for the border wall is not an issue whether it comes from him or whether it comes from the government or whatever it comes from it's an insignificant portion of the budget oh 14 billion of el chapo's dirty money sorry uh, oh i forgot to tell you i'm on a sober january oops he's trying to pass me his uh his vape pen and i'm i'm not smoking pot this week or i mean this month anyway thank you though um, is Senator Cruz's El Chapo at not brilliant idea to fund the uh, border wall between the U.S. and Mexico? And guess what? Mexicans pay for it after all. Even one, uh, oh, he says, one evil hombre who has repeatedly raped America's communities and the souls of precious millions through narcotics and other criminalities for the past three decades. Chuck well, Norris does not Cruz like this guy. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's Chuck Norris right there. You know, no, but it's Ted Cruz's bill, right? It's Ted oh. Cruz's bill, but uh, it's that's Chuck Norris's article. I gotta say, one thing that I have to say about Ted Cruz, it's infuriating that he is wasting his time authoring a bill that he knows won't pass, and he could be working on something to actually help us. And instead, he's playing a political game. And I'm tired of that. I don't want to hear that. The president is taking care of the wall. Don't worry about it, Ted. Go well, to, to be fair, this was this was authored uh, in 2017, early 2017. So this he hasn't been working on it. Matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, it sounds like nobody's even supported it or even the talked fact, about the it. The fact that he wasted the fact that he wasted even a minute on that without confronting other issues that face us in Texas today, like prison reform and like many other things, is infuriating. We have a lot of really tough issues that need to be solved in Texas, and I don't need him wasting his time on a political stunt well you're you you'd know better than me i'm i'm very supportive of the wall in all aspects um i don't care who pays for it um i just want it up um i'm sick of hearing about all these deaths Uh, like i said before even one death by someone that wasn't supposed to be here is more than enough evidence for me to support a wall now if we're able to stop that and lower that number in a different way and I'm willing to compromise. This post that I put up, people were giving me shit, and they're talking about climate change and throwing different irrelevant topics. And I go, you know what? Let's compromise. Let's make the wall out of solar panels. And then we all win. <laughs> I think we should make it like Herman Cain said a couple years ago. We'll make it electrified with a sign that says, don't touch it, it will kill you. <laughs> or just like write that on there. But That's what Herman Cain said in a speech a long time ago. He wants really to fun. have an electric fence. It was just a, it was just a talking point joke type of thing, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so did you did you happen <laughs> to read my post, Brandon? I'm look. I'm uh, looking it up right now. Actually. All right. And you let me know if you agree with that. Uh, you pretty much have heard my stance on this kind yeah. of thing, and I'm. Uh, 
we were talking earlier and saying I, I had added a lot of stuff to it and I edited it to not point any fingers at anybody just to give my opinion without saying who the fuck this or why the fuck do you think that uh, who the fuck thinks this or you know a lot of the tactics that the left would use and he was pointing out like hey man you don't need to be talking that way you're falling into the trap that left is and I, I in, instantly recognized it and, and edited it so that I didn't have that problem um, it, and it comes out and people are coming and saying tons of stuff about it uh, leaving me memes. I don't know what people think throwing memes into the mix. Like they, someone put the Kool-Aid man on there like, Ooh yeah. Like some, like the Kool-Aid man's going to break through the wall or something. Right. And same. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. So, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> people are trying to be funny, but I, I think just my opinion alone, it's, it's fine. I don't think people need to go, you're wrong. And I'm like saying you're wrong. And I'm falling into the trap of responding to people again. I had one friend unfriend me over the thing, and I had pointed out the fact that, oh, you unfriended me. But it must be nice to have that that unfriend wall, you know? Like, you got now you have this wall between us when you don't support a wall. Like, what do you don't get? And first thing I put on there before I rant. Was it a good friend or what? what no, no. This guy's a fucking turd. And I don't want to say his name, but he's a fucking turd. Yeah, you're he's, just cleaning up your friends list. And he's, uh, you know, the thing is, I used to un, uh, not unfriend, but unfollow a lot of people. And then uh, this uh, last, I think it was just about a year ago, I just let everybody back in. And I let everybody back in so that I can see what everyone's saying. And they're still saying they're bullshit. Uh, one guy keeps calling uh, Trump the Dorito man. And uh, how how is that an insult? Yeah, I don't understand what that is. I don't is. get it either. You think that's funny? Well, you're this also something a real quick. And a great president. This is uh, one thing that I've noticed. All these Democrats. <laughs> this is uh, this is something that I've noticed, especially with people on the uh, the left. Um, when they don't like somebody, a politician, whatever, especially on the right, the first thing they attack is their appearance. Yeah, there's well, never any. Oh, because he voted this bill or he went, it's always, oh, well, Ted Cruz looks like a diarrhea face. Oh, he's a Zodiac or killer. It just all of that stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, you don't like him, but Ted why Cruz don't you like Zodiac him? Zodiac killer. Right, you're just going <laughs> to attack his personal. There was another one that said, oh, these 10 tooth Trump supporters. These 10, these what? These 10 tooth Trump supporters. So making fun what of people, be, they, don't, they obviously only have 10 teeth in their head. So that's kind of the thing that they have poor hygiene in their mouth. We're going to get some big, beautiful new teeth, folks. They're going to be the big. Best. And guess who's going to pay for it? That's right, Mexico. And the dentist will pay for the teeth. The dentists are going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways, uh, you man. You know, I put something on my Facebook I wanted to bring up to you, man. It said, my post says, if artificial intelligence is yes. going to be anything like voice type, we are completely screwed. <laughs> yeah, you had mentioned that, and I thought that's a pretty it's pretty insightful to say something like that. Um, I mean, literally, every time I try to use voice type, it is impossible. Well, try to enunciate. I, I definitely am a, I'm definitely someone that reads your text a lot, and I can definitely tell when you use your uh, auto voice, voice type. type. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely tell because yeah. words... Like, they sound like the right word, but it's not the right word that's spelled because you're obviously, I don't know, you're talking directly into it. Maybe you need to change your, the way you say things. <laughs> what was Andy accent. trying to say? Yeah. You should have actually <laughs> wrote that that post with the autotype. That would have been funny. I know. And see what it comes I've out as. I've tried. I've tr I actually did write the post with autotype, and it screwed it up, and I had to edit it. 
<laughs> so Andy and I, we went to downtown for a couple hours, and he was telling me again about. I met one of his buddies, who's a great cool guy. He, but he was also telling yeah, he was telling the cool story guy. about like he asked him, "Do you have you ever had anybody that's like unfriended you or this and that? Are you so you go tell us the story where somebody completely disowns you." Yes. Go ahead, tell me that story. Tell Brandon that oh, story. Yeah. So I had a friend that I would like take the shirt off my back for. I met him when we were both starting out playing uh, music. Um, not when I started playing, but when I started playing acoustic music. Yeah. Uh, and he was a songwriter as well. And we got introduced by a mutual friend. And we hit it off right away. We were good friends. And uh, he uh, stayed at my house overnight almost all the time because he lived with like his mom and his sister. And so he would just stay with me all the time. Mm -hmm. And I took him to different concerts. Um, because, you know, he was trying to be a songwriter and all that kind of stuff. I was like, well, you should see this guy or you should see that guy. And I'd buy him a ticket and take him to the show and stuff like that. Buy him packs of cigarettes because he didn't have any money a lot of times and stuff like that. And then I moved to Austin. And one time, I, a couple of years ago, I went back to uh, visit him and we had a great time. Everything was cool. And then recently he came to play a show. He's made a, uh, he's done really well with his music career. And so he was playing a show down here at the Mohawk. And get me on the press list or guest list or whatever. And I went to the show, and uh, afterwards, they were just going to drive back to Fort Worth. But, you know, it was, like, late at night, and he's like, oh, maybe we can just stay with you. I'm like, absolutely. It was, like, him and his guitar player. I'm like, come on, man, yeah. And so he's in my uh, – we're drinking beers. We're chatting about the old times. And uh, he sees my Trump coin on my kitchen uh, counter. And what it is is, you know, I, I was on Facebook, and every day this – advertisement for this gold fake gold coin looks like a 50 cent piece but it's got trump's face on it right <laughs> i've seen this yeah <laughs> and then it's got like the eagle on the back and you know it's just a fake you, you know it's you a metal and, coin you went and you like bought one of those yeah it was 10 so basically i would see this advertisement day after day after day and then you know one late night when i'm drunk and laughing <laughs> you're going 30 in the morning that coin. infomercial <laughs> yeah and i and so it's only ten dollars so i buy the coin and I have it here in my in my kitchen, and it's just sitting there. It's and gonna be collectible. The coin, he's like, "Yeah, it's not collectible. It's just a piece of metal. You know, it's completely not collectible." But I just <laughs> bought it as a as a joke, and because I like the president. Yeah. And uh, and you know, and so he sees it, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "What is this?" And I was laughing. I was just like, "Don't look at that, man!" And then he was like about to take a picture of it with his phone. He's like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Man, don't look at that." You know, just trying to play it off. Like, don't don't worry about that. And. Uh, so then after that, he starts trying to get me into politics, and he's like, oh, oh no, after that we were talking, and I said, oh, your friend Leon was here, uh, Leon Bridges, uh, is a friend of his, and uh, he introduced me to him in Fort Worth a long time ago, but um, he, I was like, oh, your buddy Leon was just here playing a free show for Beto, and all this and that, and he's like, well, what do you think about Beto, and I was like, man, I don't want to get into politics, dude, you know, I don't want to talk about it, I'm seeing you for the first time in forever, and you know, my friend, you know, guarantee you has not ever studied anything about politics, right? Literally could not name the person who was running for governor. Just simple things like that. He just yeah. doesn't have a clue on. And uh, he doesn't know anything about Beto, but what he does know is that all of his songwriting friends are extremely left-wing and they're voting for Beto, right? Yeah. All his musician friends are, you know, almost everybody in the music industry is, is a left-wing person he's probably one of those guys that it. you would ask him okay so what's something what's a policy that beto supports he probably wouldn't know anything 
he could not list one, right. not one. He's one of those guys. And so mm-hmm. I started talking to him about, you know, he finally dragged me into it because I kept saying no, no. And then he's like, what do you think about that? I was like, all right, man. You know, if you want to know why I don't support him, the first thing I said was that uh, I heard an interview where Beto gave, and he said he wanted to ban the AR-15. Mm-hmm. And I said I just couldn't. I said I couldn't support him after that. And and uh, then my friend was saying like, oh, well, it wasn't the AR-15 used into mass shootings? <laughs> and I said yes, but the percentage of all shootings that occur with an AR-15 are so minimal, it's almost non-existent. Yeah, you might as well ban the car that say, they used to get to the the scene of the shooting. It might as well just ban. They all like, used a car to get there. Might as well just ban the actual AR-15s that were used. The actual one that <laughs> so was in the hands. <laughs> so he was coming from the perspective of not being a gun owner and not understanding that, you know, he thinks an AR-15 is basically a machine gun. <laughs> if you, you ask, remember, you, you CNN ask him what AR CNN. means, and he'll say assault rifle. Right, right. I'm going through the story here. So CNN, <laughs> if you recall, posted a, a picture of a quote-unquote assault weapon. And it was an AR-15, and it had a grenade launcher on it. Nice. As if somehow a grenade launcher is legal. <laughs> and so just misinformation misinformation like this coming from the media that people don't understand is not true. And so, you know, I told him that, you know, yes, there was some mass shooting events, but some of the worst mass shootings, like the Virginia Tech shooting, was done with pistols. And the, the shooting at the UT clock tower back in the 60s was a deer rifle. Mm-hmm. Are, are we going to plan on banning those types of guns as well? So basically... My position was that Beto O'Rourke wants to ban the AR-15 because it looks scary, not because it has any effect on shooting death. Yep. And I think it's a slippery slope to start banning types of guns that are protected under the Constitution. Um, and so that was one thing where I tried to explain to him that the amount of shooting deaths that occur each year are almost irrelevant compared to our population, that over half of the 30,000 deaths each year are actually suicide. And then a lot of the other percentage of those are either gang-related, so it's gang members killing each other, or it's um, justified shootings of people defending themselves. So And if disingenuous. you get into the meat and bones of the data of all the people that are shot and killed each year, the amount of people that are shot and killed that's actual random murder is almost non-existent. Yeah. Damn. It's so true. I was trying to explain that to him. And so we went into some other political topics about Beto, and, and I was telling him, he's like, you know, Basically, I told him, like, you know, one of the things that really changed my life was when uh, when my dad told me that, you know, our family never had any slaves. And I said, what? And I was like, you know, I was led to believe by every school teacher I've had that basically everybody mm-hmm. in the, our past of in America was a slave owner, right? Mm-hmm. And I did some research into that, and I found out that less than 5% of the uh, population in the absolute worst height of slavery in America owned a slave. And all and of them were Democrats. something that... It, it was basically something that rich plantation owners had. Mm-hmm. The average person in America did not have a, a slave. And uh, this is all this made up misconception. You know, it was basically like a Rolls Royce back then. And uh, it doesn't, that's not an apology for slavery in any way, shape or form. It's just saying that like, I don't feel like I should have to go through my life feeling, you know, personal guilt about something that my family wasn't involved in. And most people's families that are living most people living today, their family had no involvement whatsoever in it, right? But you're white, and you should feel guilty. <laughs> so, so I told him that's one thing that changed my mind, and I said another thing that changed my mind was uh, I was always led to believe that we came over here and just genocided the Native American people. Mm. And while there were some you know, horrific interactions between us and the Native Americans, it's a much more complicated issue, and over 90% of the, uh, the 
Native Americans that did die back then was because of diseases. And and this was at a time when our when we were giving our own grandmothers the very diseases because we did not know how that they were spread. You know. But you hear the and things like the 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 what is it the smallpox blankets. You hear and stories I believe like that. that. One thing that that's not true. Um, there's a book I can give you that you can read about. Um, the, it, there's a um, at the time they didn't know about how the diseases were spread, and there was one supposed uh, log entry from a general saying, "What if we gave them these blankets and uh, somehow can, gave them smallpox?" But it wasn't a, a vast conspiracy of the whole country doing that. It was. The only um, mention of it comes from one general's log a long time ago. And, uh, you know, there's a whole book I can give you that you can read about this stuff. And I went and read the book after I talked to him because I wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong about some of these things I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And I guess we we were drunk and all this and that. And so I guess I said that uh, at one point in time I said that the Native Americans were killing each other before we got here, which is in hindsight very insensitive, and I shouldn't have said it. And it comes out of being liquored up, of course, and – and things like that Mm -hmm. and uh and i think that's what he said you know the next day i said the next day i said goodbye and everything and uh everything was fine and i sent him a text message i was like hey man i'd love to interview you sometime this week over the phone i had photos from the show and i wanted to write a story about him for his magazine and uh he sent me a text message that said you know you can go ahead and delete my number i don't care if you were a good friend of me in the past you know i can't forgive you for what you said my mother has native american heritage and all this kind of stuff and, uh, and yeah, wait, wait. Uh, so, you, from... so you were saying all this insensitive stuff while you guys were drunk, but he didn't mention anything till after. Till the next day. Mm. And, uh, he, and he never called me to clarify what I meant or anything like that. He and just took your face value. Me. And he never, uh, he never, uh, he just unfriended me and sent me this text message basically telling me to go fuck myself and, un- and, told him to lose his number and i've tried to contact him several times since but he hasn't uh he hasn't answered me back you know just saying hey man i love you i wish we could talk about this or whatever but i don't don't take it personally i mean i think that he uh i've heard from other i've heard from other people that he has lost friendships with other people that i know um that treated him extremely well when he was coming up uh, people that were the, like people that you know are so nice that there's no way they did something wrong, and he's unfriended them as well. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, and I don't know why he felt the need to do that. But it's something going on with him, and he. Uh, I just I can't take that personally. It's something within his own life that's causing him to do things like that, and you know. It's very easy to call someone that's been a good friend to you and say, you know, I'm uncomfortable with what you said, and let, let me clarify what you meant by that. And I would say what I'm telling you now that, you know, I was drunk, and you know, while I did say that, and while yes, there was wars between the Native Americans before we got here, saying it in that way is very insensitive, and I don't support that statement that I said. Right? Yeah, he could have called you up yeah. and asked these things, but he, he... or he could have he could have said something when y'all were talking about it, but he just lets you go on and go on. Like, I mean, you don't talk about a pussy. And then another thing that another friend of mine, I was telling him about it, and uh, the friend of mine that came to the show with me, actually, and he told me that it was most likely that uh, he was just trying to get rid of me as a friend, and that's what he used to do that. And that kind of made sense to me. 
Yeah, he probably um, just already had that ready to go, and he had needed a reason and, and got one. Damn, Andy, you got dumped. You got dumped hard. Yeah. And I think that he's been dumped by his friends that got famous, like Leon Bridges. He was friends with Leon Bridges, and now Leon Bridges probably can't remember his name. And, you know, shit like that. Hmm. And he probably's bitter about stuff like that. Hmm. Stay um, humble. I, just don't, uh, I don't know. And another thing that he got upset with me about was I was poking at him about pop country. Oh, and right. he, I was like saying, oh, what don't you like about it? And trying to really get to the root of what he hates about it. And uh, I know that gets under people's skin, and that's why I was doing it. But like uh, pop country to him goes against like everything he stands for. And like he's a songwriter and he thinks pop country is the enemy, basically. And so it's just kind of like I was trying to get him to open up about that because I wanted him to like, like for me, I wasted years of my life criticizing pop country when now I like it. And I realize now that it's, you know, pop music. It's not trying to be roots country music. And, uh, you know, I was told by other people to hate it. And I personally didn't ever give it a chance. And so I was trying to get him to open up as a way most people do throughout their lives where you open up to different things along the way and you look back and you say, oh, I can't believe I was against that, this, that, or the other, you know, as a young, naive person. And now I'm opened up to it, you know. Dude, I feel, I'm sorry that you had to deal with some people. I know at one point That's all right, man. Uh, Andy and you I... You can't take it. You can't take it personally. It's not, it doesn't have anything well, to do with it. You know, I get that, but it's hard not to, you know, especially someone that you that you took under your wing in a way where you gave him everything, mm-hmm. like you said, the shirt off your goddamn back. And for him to not even I, give you the I benefit did. of a doubt, like I give you that all the time, you know, back we weren't, I didn't agree with you at all two years ago, three years ago. I thought you were fucking, I I didn't, I, but I never, I never, yeah, I recall that, <laughs> but I never called you a racist. I, I never called you anything bad. I just disagreed with you and we would argue about it, but it never. Yeah. I think that's, that's one thing that kind of was, interesting to me that he said oh i can't believe you said this about native americans that's unforgivable and i'm just sitting here thinking like you've spent so many days of your life with me like do i come across as a racist person that hates native american people i mean that is so far from the type of person i am yeah it's 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 impossible some sometimes when people have to just point like you know for instance like i was saying uh, the guy that unfriended me you know I, we were never friends really i knew him growing up uh, but now all of a sudden just because i have one opinion well several opinions that are uh classified as far right when it's really just i'm in the middle and it's not a fucking far right it's just not the left way of thinking all of a sudden you're a bad person uh maybe they don't say that but they'll ignore yeah. you they unfriend you <laughs> they don't give you they 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 want to live in their own little thing but like well, uh for instance another, i know what you're saying but another thing I'll even add into that whole story I just told mm-hmm. is I'm not, you know, Mr. Johnson from uh, Massachusetts. You know, I am I am the lineage of three Irish brothers that came over with their, you know, belongings in their pockets from Ireland on a boat a couple hundred years ago. I am not involved lineage-wise with any of the fights that happened between uh, the pioneers and the settlers and all that Native Americans. That was not me. It had nothing to do with you. I had nothing to do with it. And I don't, I guess what I was trying to say to him was that I don't feel like I should go around feeling guilty for things that I have nothing to do with that were hundreds of years ago. And by the way, a lot of these, a lot of this, okay, you know how much the media manipulates current events. Mm -hmm. How much do you think that the textbooks are manipulating 
100% agree that that's going on. Yeah. It's of course. Of course. So, anyways, I just you know I was trying to explain to him that like along the way I've I've learned a lot of things that have gone against what I was kind of basically told by the media and the narratives, and it's led me to to change my my mind on some stuff. I don't know. I don't think I'm unreasonable. I think the opinions that I come by are not rash decisions based on uh, emotional trauma in the media. I think I actually read into this stuff and I make my decision down the line after I've learned about well, it. Well, you, you also have media that claims to be fair and balanced when really we know that they're, they're, they're not. They're biased and that's fine, dude. It's totally fine. I, listen, I read publications that are clearly biased for the right, but they're just as accountable if they say anything false as any other publication that's out there. Daily Wire, for instance, if they say something false, they're accountable for it. Libel. You know, there's libel still happening, but they won't say that they're, oh, we're fair and balanced like CNN would say. Yeah. Obviously, they're not fair and balanced. You used to tell me that. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was a side to the news. I thought the news was the news. What you would tell. Well, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing along those lines of what you're saying, with your changing an opinion of, of news and politics and, and events and issues. I think the, the, the most proud thing I am about your uh, uh, red pill or whatever is that you've realized that a lot of the people that you discuss issues with clearly don't have a grasp of the issue at all in general to begin with. Mm-hmm. They've made an opinion on an issue that they haven't even looked into whatsoever. Sure. And That's so when you're, you know, when, you're, when you're talking to somebody about guns and, and gun control, they clearly don't understand anything about the the types of gun deaths, the type of guns that are available, the type of restrictions already in place, or even how the they operate that already exist. That's the biggest they, thing for me is how anything. they operate. And for me, you know me, I, I I went and I made a point to go and be a responsible gun owner last year, which I did, and I bought several guns last year. <laughs> yeah, and you did. <laughs> I bought several guns last year. Um, but here's the thing: I didn't know a lick about guns. I thought that. You, you, you semi-automatic meant that it bursts, that it went da 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 but not fully automatic, because we all know fully automatic is just like fucking blasting till it's done. I thought semi-automatic was half of that, right? <laughs> that make, that yeah. makes sense, yeah. Right? I, that's what I thought and not realized. I mean, I didn't hate guns at all. Nope. I always thought guns were great, but not no. You go buy a gun, you be, uh, become a responsible owner of it, and you own a respect for it. And I think that's where people are just don't, they don't, they don't need a gun. Uh, I don't ever need a gun. Why would I need a gun? Well, they've been conditioned to be scared of them, to be afraid. Well, then you watch all these fucking movies that have nothing but gun violence, and all those movies are made by people on the left. So they, they are also pushing this thing that guns are the super. You know, you ever watch. You got a point there. You ever watch guns that uh, somebody that's like shoot, having a shootout and it's just constant shooting? There, that's not. There, there's no. I don't ever hear the the, clip, sure. the magazine fall out and them like going in, you know? I have, a, I have a habit when I when there's a gun scene of counting to see if the reload is. I'm accurate. like, there's no way that gun has 20 fucking yeah. rounds in it come on and so it's it's people that are cheap and you know it took you and i i credit you a lot on my red peeling because you weren't wrong even when i didn't agree with you back then you would say things and i'd be like yeah that makes fucking ton of sense and then you started showing me like gavin mckinnis um some of these people on the right uh, Gavin McInnes was one of the biggest things that you showed me. Uh, I didn't even know about him, but he had a show on the Rebel Media, and I was like, "This guy's fucking." Not only is he funny, but he he's speaking truth, and I wasn't I wasn't 
on any sort of sides yet. But uh, evidently, the stuff he said, which I thought was just normal, yeah. everyone agreed with, turns out to be fucking a libertarian stance, which is far right, I guess, to people, <laughs> which is why all of a sudden it clicked for me. And I was like, holy fuck, Andy was goddamn right. <laughs> and you know, I'll take a, I'll put uh, Gavin McInnes's, uh up against Bill Maher any day of the week. Any fucking day in a fight too. <laughs> <laughs> you probably kick his ass. In a fight, oh, most definitely. I love he that would. Uh, the video that Gavin made where he was talking about punching the Antifa guy, and he was just saying that like that guy was like scared, and he clearly had never been in a fight before, but yet, here he is, he's about to save humanity with his mask on, trying to fight me. Yeah, and he has. You know. Yeah, those guys have to crowd around. There's this one thing where they were about to have. It's called the Deplorable, and they were all there in their tuxedos, and they're you know Antifa's there That's to block them up. And the guy's like, "You want to go?" And he's uh, Gavin was like, "Yeah," and just threw a punch because the guy was like, "You want to go?" And Gavin's like, "Yeah," fucking threw a punch <laughs> at him. You know, like. Well, I think the guy must have done something to him first. He's not just gonna punch the oh, guy. Oh, of course he didn't. Of course, and see, that's what you're gonna hear from uh, Vic Berger, who's a guy that makes satire uh, videos, um, but he uses uh, uh, Gavin's videos out of context, and when he'll say like, you know, Gavin uses the N word every once in a while and says like, oh, I'm gonna punch him oh, in the I face. Oh, old, uh, but an old interview where he was dropping the N bomb a bunch of times. Yeah, it was like a. It was like an interview with him and the co-founder of Vice from back like 20 years ago. It was shocking, but you know, I I read that and I think he's doing like a he was doing at that time in his career he was Vice and he was trying to do a Howard Stern type of being shock, prov- he's a thing. provocateur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's one thing. It's like you look at him, and you're like, I know this person's not racist, and so yeah, I take I, that when was I the hear craziest thing. Stuff, I'm not sure why he does it. But I know that he's not a racist person. Well, you and, know, uh, I told Jimmy this before, that, and Jimmy, yeah. I said, Jimmy, dude, he's he's married to a Native American, has Native uh, half Native American children. Yeah. He's he fucking, he's he's Scottish, <laughs> you know, because like, he hates Native Americans, of course. And he and he keeps going, a, oh, I have one black friend. It's like, no, dude, he doesn't have one black friend. He's got a fucking wife, and he's so here's he's a great story on that. Go ahead, that you could tell Jimmy, that you could tell Jimmy. Um, I had a, a sociology class. And we had a whole chapter that was about up in Idaho or somewhere up there that there were these Native American families where CPS would come in and take the children away and that white people were so racist that they wanted CPS to take the children away from Native Americans so that the white people could adopt the Native American children. What? And I'm just sitting there like – I'm sitting here like, so I hate Native Americans, but I want to own one in my house as a father. I don't – that does not compute. So many things that uh, leftists accuse people of does not pass the smell test. It just doesn't make any sense. And I was arguing with him. I was like, this doesn't make sense. I was like, there's no possible way that this is a true story, what you're saying. Like, you're telling me that these kids did absolutely nothing wrong and they're having their children taken away by CPS? That just sounds not true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. That's just not true. The government doesn't want more kids in their custody. They can't take care of the ones they have now. They don't want to take your kids away. Well, I don't good, know. Good point. It's just it's but, things like that. Like we're like what you said, where Jimmy's like, "Oh, he hates Native Americans, even though he's married to one or whatever." It's just like that doesn't even make sense. 
Yeah, see, like, I don't understand how people would, and you know, there's a video that he put out where he interviewed a bunch of uh, black conservatives on his show, and he put a little montage, a little video of all the different people, and there were tons of them. You got Silk, uh, Diamond and Silk, you have, uh, I don't know, all the other uh, black conservatives out there, but there was a bunch of them. And, you know, just to say, oh, yeah, he's got one black friend. It's like, are you fucking joking me? There's a lot of black people that are conservatives because they realize that they're not on this. Kanye, Kanye, is, he's crazy, right? But <laughs> what he was saying is not far off, man. He's like, dude, we don't need to be thinking like, like well, Democrats up. don't need to. We, we don't belong to the Democrats, dude. We have our own thing. We want personal freedom. Don't you want personal freedom? Because guess what? The Republicans want you to have uh, your own freedom, your own personal freedom. On the other side, wants to tell you what to say, what's offensive, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, you can see that that's what they want. There's nobody on the right going, well, no, that's not PC. No, that's not. People don't give a fuck what you say on yeah. that side. It, it's so simple to me that just live and let live. Paul McCartney was someone that says live and let live, yet he's all against Trump. Uh, he, I think he actually wrote a song called like Fuck Trump or something on his new album. And guess what? Down. It's terrible. You know, by the way, I, I came up with something here. This article by Chuck Norris, he's, you know, first of all, if Chuck Norris wants a wall, you know, we should listen to him. But better yet, he's going to make a wall out of bodies. Why don't we just fucking put Chuck Norris on the border? Oh, shit. He'll take, care, he'll take oh, care of he it. He will. <laughs> just stack up the you bodies. Know, I, as we I, don't need I a wall. We just need Chuck Norris there. <laughs> I hope you and other people will join me in this. But I've decided over a year ago or so that I'm not going to um, ever in my life try to convince somebody I'm not racist again. If they call me racist, I'm going to say, well, okay. And, you know, it's just. There's nothing that you could possibly say to somebody that. Well, I would sit pretty on this because I have racist. I'm half I'm half a person of color, you know, and so I use that a lot. And I don't think anyone's ever called me racist, but it's funny because they those people well, believe if you Donald that Trump. Then you are a racist, well, according to a lot of people. Well, yeah, obviously, that's true. if I okay, if I was a black person who it, that voted for Donald Trump. Obviously, they're not going to think there's ra- there's racist there. They don't think they're racist. Well, they they're just going to call them, them Uncle Toms and they shit. Have another slur term for those. Two. Yeah, yeah they exactly. Have a slur term for that too. Yeah, Uncle Toms. It's it's just crazy to me that they'll that they'll do that. But I I take advantage of that. I know that they're not going to call me racist because they honestly believe that blacks aren't racist. Well, but, I'm just saying that like. I've just done like or people or color with that whole thing because it's like Colored what am people. I going to say to somebody? How am I going to convince somebody that I am not racist? Yeah, it's not worth the time, and it's one of those if you get mad, Dude, somehow I've it been just adds to, to their fuel. Lately, that I'm not gay. What's up with this? Yeah, it's like okay, people well, are I'm ta- not gay. People are asking me Stop if I'm gay telling now. me I'm gay. I'm not gay. God damn it! How the fuck do you? I get that. My, my buddy you met the other day asked me if I was gay. I said, What, what the fuck is this? Really? I was like, I'm not gay. He's I told like, okay, a dude, I told a big black guy at Subway today that he had beautiful eyes. Not that it he had added, beautiful eyes. Like I had to I had to so say that they were like that they were like this. He was a big black guy, right? And yeah. uh, didn't he's not pretty looking at all, but his eyes were just piercing, like they were bright and they were beautiful looking. I was like, dude, you have beautiful eyes. How'd that make you feel on the inside? Uh, not not gay. I just want to let him know that yeah. you know, even though you're killing yourself and you're fat, you still have beautiful eyes. It's one good thing he's well, going to go mean. Why do you fat shame the guy? <laughs> it's not. I didn't fat shame him. I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong with fat shaming. What there? What's oh, wrong is killing yourself news, by eating. I lost what's up? three and a half pounds last week, bro. Oh yeah, you take a big dump. Yeah, it sounds like it. No, I'm on a diet, you idiot. Would you fucking? I just saw you drink like ten beers yesterday. 
Yeah, but I didn't eat anything all day. <laughs> <laughs> that was my dinner. <laughs> that's uh, that's the that's the hard hat diet. Um, I'm that's probably right. down some lbs, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not drinking. I had one pony yesterday, which is like eight ounces. Dude, of we are gonna go rage at Barton Springs later this summer once I get my pool bod going. I'm down. A couple months. Anyways, let's let's end this podcast since we're getting into fun personal stuff. Either way, thank you, Andy, for yeah. for uh, talking. You're always an inspiration yes, of uh, and uh, someone that doesn't fight for the right but has mad opinions and is reasonable. A reasonable person on the right, <laughs> an anti-politician conservative. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. There's Andy Blanton. Later, there you dude. Go. Later. See so. Before we get out of here, Brandon, I wanted to bring you, uh, ask you a question. Um, so I'm training somebody at work, and I got into it with them today. Um, I'm showing them how to do, you know, let's, for instance, I give them a koozie and a beer, and I say, okay, boom. But you put the beer into the koozie. Or it gets the hose again. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, give, I, turn it, I take it apart, and I give it to him, and I say, do the same thing. And he comes, and he's trying to put it in backwards or something. And I'm like, yep. I just literally showed you how to do this. And I said, I'll show you again. You see the circle here? You put that circle into that circle. That's simple. And I took it, I spun it around, and I gave it to him. And he's trying to jam it in there. And I go, hey, man, I just showed you how to do this. He's like, well, this is the way I learn. You learn by me showing you something and you doing it wrong. How does that work? And I go, we're going to have a problem here, dude. And he's like, he got all fucking offensive. He, and mind you, this guy is 10 years younger than me. And he goes and he blabs to my boss. And we, they separate us like we're little children. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I, admit, I admitted later that I'm being selfish. But here's the thing. I want to know how you learn something. For me, uh, I was a magician growing up. So the way I learned how to do magic was watch other people do magic. Yeah. And I would emulate that. I'd emulate what I saw, and I'd still do it to this day. I watch leather making videos, so I, I learn how to make leather. You don't just like go – sometimes you I do it on my own, and and I, I see it. And I, I'll just sit there, and I'll watch videos. I don't, I don't have to sit there and watch and pause mm -hmm. every second and like do it. I'll just watch it and absorb it. Yeah. And I don't know why you think that someone shows you how to do something, and you're like – Oh, okay. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna try this my way. You know, I, I saw how you did it, but I'm just yeah. gonna try it my way. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that's not the way we're gonna do things here. And he got a, he goes, do you even know where? I, he didn't say this to me, but he was telling it to my boss, saying like he doesn't even know uh, what kind of work I've done in the past. And I'm thinking, do you know what kind of work I've done in the past? Yeah. What I'm supposed to be impressed that you've, done, you've worked other tech jobs before? You have not fixed one espresso machine yet, and I'm the one that's teaching mm -hmm. you. Fucking learn it. Yeah. I want to know how you learned. Do you learn this way? Dude, yeah, I'd like you. You put a video on, hey, how to build something, I, whole way through, oh, bam. And I'm going to go out there and do it. And then like, we give it a shot. You see it once, yeah, and that's it. Um, but I, I have run into people like that, that, oh, I, I just have to do it my way. And I'm just like, well, your way's wrong, and I'll tell you why, because it's going to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's you know going to affect the final product. You may think it works now, but four or five steps later, you're fucking yourself over. It needs to be done a specific he, he, way. He pissed me off, man. And He's he, a free spirit. You gotta. You can't cage. First of all, the guy the stunk today. Like his, it, it smelled like his jacket was is sitting in his closet for five years, oh. and it was fucking dusty smelling. Mm. Um, and I, I, whatever. I have a better sense of smell that I stopped smoking a few years ago. Yeah, but it, that's not the point about this. It's just that the kid needs to understand that I know what I'm doing mm -hmm. and like how dare you try to go well this is the way I want to do things like well fuck you yeah, bitch you, that's a you're big not slap doing this to your face so I called my boss after I got home and I said man you know I was being stubborn and he goes thank you you know you're being a big man about this both of you guys are being stubborn and I go yeah I'm sorry um 
It's just this is the way I do things, and he's gonna he's supposed to be able to. He's I'm training him. You're to, training him to do my job eventually. Yeah, and I don't feel confident that enough that he has to do that. And everyone's like, everyone I talk to is like, well, everyone learns their own way, and I go, yeah, I don't fucking care. You're learning from me. You learn my way. You go to you okay. You go to school, mm-hmm. and the teacher's trying to teach you math, and you're like, she shows you the the formula, and you're like, nope, I got. Some, I'm, I'm gonna try this because I'm the student. No, motherfucker, mm-hmm. learn the right way, then go and experiment. Yes. Now, and I was saying earlier, yeah. there are principles to things, and you learn the principles of yes. leather leather working. Once you've learned some principles, you go there and you start experimenting afterwards. You don't just go there without any principles and start just nittily. Uh, just like anything that you want to do well, it needs a, a foundation, you know, base Absolutely. of skills. And that's what you're trying to teach this guy. Uh, I mean, even still now, we I've, I've got an apprentice that works under me. He's been with us for like five months, and at first he was a little iffy, but we haven't had run into that problem. Like I show him exactly how to do something, and he fucking, you know, I mean, he's new, so it's not perfect, but he emulates it. And Good. now that he's been doing stuff, you know, on his own, like he's got it now, I see that he's doing it kind of his own way now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, that's cool, man. Like, hey, you got it down, and you know, you know, what it needs to look like at different stages. Yeah. You know, uh, and then venture out and you there's know, when an, you know what you're looking for. There's an A to B and he's just trying to go to B without learning A. And mm-hmm. you have to, of course, you have to know. And that was my problem today with that guy. But anyways, uh, what do you think about the wall? I didn't ask you about it. Uh, when it comes to the wall, um, I mean, yeah, obviously it would help, but it's not... It's not going to completely solve the issue. You know, the whole thing is, of course, we're, what are we going to do? We're not going to try to completely solve it. We want to decrease sure. it yeah. fucking 90% then or better. absolutely the wall would solve it. And, hey, call me racist, whatever, but walls fucking work. It's the reason why people have fences yeah. because they keep people well, you out. You know what prisons have, right? They have uh, walls, too. They have too. walls. They Guess have what? fences. Guess what? Every once in a while, there's a fucking breakout, but that's, you know, not even 0.001% of the population that's in prison. Yeah. There would be a lot more even attempts if there if there wasn't. So I mean, bottom line, if you talked gonna, a little about this, walls work. If you're going to argue with me and say, "Oh, walls don't work," yeah, they, they never do. work. What about the Berlin Wall? And I go, "Wait, did you know the Berlin Wall actually did work? It kept people it out. Kept, well, it kept people in. Kept people in as well. Uh, well, for us, it, it, that wouldn't happen. And I can't believe that people would use the Berlin Wall as Dude, Trump's wall. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> the Berlin ridiculous. Wall was put up by uh, like the conservative uh, part of it to keep the fucking liberals out, I think. And I would love that kind of wall. I would love all those goddamn liberals to fucking, why don't you guys go cross the border and uh, fuck off for a moment while uh, the adults here run the country. Take a, take a three-month vacation, they come back. <sighs> Anyways, that's another episode of Los Peaks. If you guys like the content, go and hit me up on Twitter at That's Right Los. Uh, send all your hate mail there. Of course, uh, if you guys want to give me an email, go to emergencyexitpodcast.com. That's right.